Blog Talk Radio. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Julie. Huh? Julie. Huh? Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. Huh? What day is it, Mike? Huh? Woo-hoo! Listen, guess what today is? Listen, guess what today is? It's hump day. Hump day! It's hump day. Hump day! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Donaldson Files here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, we are... Yeah, we got Lisa quite a bit to talk about. Uh, I brought back uh, Dr. Larry Fedra, and I'm going to tell, uh, and I'll get to that in a few in a few minutes here. Uh, hi, welcome, Dr. Larry. Well, thank you. All right. What we're going to do, like I said, I am the chairman of America's PAC. I am also the project director, a senior fellow at the America's Majority Foundation, and a senior fellow at Frontiers of Freedom. Uh, Dr. Larry is also joining me at Frontiers of Freedom, and and basically uh, he's done everything from being a philosophy professor, starts his own college, starts his own business, consults with government agencies, and and he was a cabaret singer. Did I leave anything else out? <laughs> well, I was a clothes model in Paris there for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> so, now, now you're saying we're hoping to, that Doc, uh, that for, that George Landreth, a who has taught constitutional law at George Mason, he's also the president of Frontier Freedom, uh, will come on the air because I I wanted to get into the conversation of is there anything that Biden has done that could actually be classified as an impeachable offense? So we're hoping he can join us as well. Uh, so, but uh, there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah, I, I'm beginning to say you're right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm beginning to say right here on that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me here. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so well, here's the thing. <clears throat> I brought you back because we had a whole discussion yesterday, and and PJ Media, which is a, basically part of Instant Pundit, which is a very well-read feeler uh, website. And and here's the thing, they had a title yesterday of a story: Biden, that man, cheering candidate. Now. The reason why this struck me is because about two and a half years ago, somebody else had a, the exact same title. Am I not correct, Dr. Larry? You certainly are. So, In fact, I've used it several times since as well. Yeah. So, And so, I mean, here's the thing, and we talked about these yesterday, but I thought it was very interesting that the that a good portion of the media, even the conservative media, are catching up to where Dr. Larry was over two years ago, who was essentially saying the exact same thing, and 
and Peter Schweitzer himself has written about this, but now everybody else is finally caught up to it. And this is the opening line. No one should doubt that Joe Biden is the Manchurian candidate. Evidence supporting the conclusion is considerable. His actions repeatedly harm national security and benefits communist China's quest for economic and political domination of the world. Which was essentially the point you were making two years ago. Yeah, except I I was able to give a lot of examples. And uh, yeah. the scope of the invasion of Chinese influence into our uh, structure, the very uh, DNA of our country is just absolutely astounding and extremely dangerous. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, you know, you know, he basically complimented the work of, let's say, the Daily Mail and the New York Post, which, by the way, broached the Hunter Laptop story. He cataloged, you know, tying different interests, tying to the communist, you know, that the Biden family influenced peddling to the, you know, the Communist Party, went start further, making the case that has come to bore through that it was policies benefiting the Chinese. Now, what were some of the examples you gave a couple of years ago? What were some of the things that you talked about? Well, I, the one thing that certainly gets gets uh, everybody's attention, or should, is how come the American Stock Exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, well, not, actually, not just the, not just them, also the uh, even the S and P five hundred were. Um, going crazy and setting records when we were under a uh, lockdown and our our whole economy virtually stopped and how come the uh, Wall Street just kept going and going and going going crazy it set record after record after record and you had to if you stopped and looked at it um, you realized that many of the Pace setting companies that are on uh, uh, on the American stock exchange um, are actually uh, extremely uh, uh, invested in China, and you can take you could the the, the largest uh, company in the world uh, for uh, much of that time has been Apple. Apple does all of their manufacturing in China. The uh, the American offices uh, basically are those that uh, invent the various uh, technologies that uh, are then manufactured in China and then come back to the United States for sale. And um, that then you all, and, and that's just the that's just one. It's, it's a big one, but it's it's just one. You, you, the same thing is true. Pretty much of Microsoft and uh, and Alphabet, and uh, then you can go down to the NBA, and you can go to uh, Chase uh, Manhattan Bank, and all of the major banks of uh, of the West, not just the United States. Uh, they all have succumbed to the uh, the uh, tremendous market that China represents and has been supported by Chinese uh, officials and 
when you say a Chinese party, when you say a Chinese official, you're talking about not only uh, business people, but also they're all linked together uh, in uh, to the military and to the uh, political uh, uh, governor governance of the country. So, I mean, that's then that's just one example, but you can take. Um, You'd start looking at the uh, at the uh, intellectual uh, academic side of our life. You'd look at all of the uh, various uh, 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 various gifts that have been given for Chinese-related Confucian, uh, you know, type uh, uh, programs in uh, in the United States and then you look at all the exchange students that have come from China to our best uh, schools for not only business but particularly for uh, technology and for science and uh, then you start looking for how the uh, Chinese market has exploited the uh, uh, small colleges uh, by having uh, Chinese uh, Students take American courses by uh, using uh, uh, high-tech uh, technology, and it's just one thing after another. And when you start looking at the various scope of the uh, invasion of China, chi Chinese uh, uh, thought and people, and uh, and that and that is not even talking about all the uh, clandestine uh, stuff that they've uh, been caught at, and they've done a lot that they haven't been caught at. And then you see how they've bought off our politicians, how they've um, basically taken over the uh, Democrat Party, at least at the highest level. That's not to say the state parties, but it's... Uh, and the federal and the uh, national parties. Um, it's uh, when you look at the uh, when you look at the uh, presidential uh, nominees or candidates in the last uh, couple of elections. You had you had um, Hillary Clinton, who was a uh, uh, had taken had, she and her husband have taken tens of well, hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh, selling uh, their uh, her particularly her uh, position as uh, Secretary of State at the time, and uh, then you find out what the Bidens have been. They've taken millions of dollars, and when he was Vice President, and um, these are the people that the Democrats have been running for president. Um, I don't know so much as much about some of the. Uh, uh, so-called socialist uh, candidates, uh, but I suspect if you take a look at their uh, income uh, the, for their campaigns, you'll find similar uh, Chinese uh, uh, funds. They're now buying up uh, uh, ranches and and uh, various uh, assets, various land assets in uh, North Dakota and South Dakota. Um, they're this is where a lot of our uh, energy uh, is uh, is uh, kind of like the second or third level of, of the energy deposits in the United States continent. Uh, it's just an extremely uh, wide 
widespread and uh, and uh, very very uh, insidious uh, type of uh, expansion into our our economy and our culture. They uh, there's a lot of there's some evidence that and I don't know that I couldn't I couldn't produce a, a court case, but there's certainly a lot of rumors that uh, they are also behind a lot of the. Uh, the uh, thugs that have been uh, recruited and paid to uh, produce the uh, tremendous uh, problems that we've had in the big cities with the uh, all of the uh, in, you want to talk about insurgencies I mean that's the best case we have yeah uh, well and there's the other thing too is that people don't realize is that for years they've used social media to keep tabs on Chinese in North America. That's right. So. Well, also non-Chinese yeah. in North America. TikTok, that, yeah. TikTok, for example. TikTok is a good example of exactly that. And uh, and well, let's talk about it real quick, you know, real briefly, because I'm going to. All right. Because this came from Peter Schweitzer today. Uh, American retreats of five thousand steps is the title, and he talks about the Biden. Retreat toward China, and among and this is one thing he stated: Biden administration has signals attention to remove or lift tariffs imposed by the Trump administration on Chinese products, friendlier to companies like Hiwa, ByteDance, which happens to be the owner of TikTok. And I thought, I wonder how many people realize that TikTok. Is a Chinese company, and that they're able to keep tabs. And you make the point: keep tabs on this. Your thoughts? Well, the, and they also have access to Alphabet, which is uh, Facebook and uh, and YouTube. Um, much of the uh, certainly the hardware of those uh, companies is uh, manufactured and maintained. Uh, in mainland China, um, so it's it, it, it to to weed them out of our society and start realizing that we may have to go to war with these people uh, is really it's it's I think the major challenge of our time and uh, this. Uh, the article that you talked about uh, at the beginning, this uh, Mr. Uh, Olam. Uh, yeah, let me get that right here. I, I, I can't quite. Uh, I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name. Amor. Yeah, I was Amor. Jonathan Amor. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's talking about. Uh, he's he's concentrating more on us as a uh, military uh, rival, uh, if not. Uh, enemy of China but uh, we, we've got to start start way before that uh, and I think that it's probably time now to start somebody's got to start talking about impeaching the current president yeah hold on that yeah hold on that thought we'll get right back to that Tom Donaldson Donaldson files here on the bachelor news radio network you listen to the show every day on the bachelor news on airtime pro at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Your mother-in-law just dropped in. It's dinner time, and she looks hungry. Time for a quick dinner. Think fast. Think eggs. 
like an omelet with tomatoes and cheese. Quick, easy, delicious. So, she loves dinner, compliments your creativity, and finally admits you're not a shameless social climber who stole her baby boy away. All thanks to the incredible edible egg. For other quick dinner, lunch, and snack ideas, visit AEB.org. The incredible edible egg. The American Egg Board. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you listen to this show every day on the BastionNews.AirTime.Pro at the following um, uh, place, uh, BastionNews.AirTime.Pro. You can also buy my book, uh, America at the Abyss, Will America Survive? And it can be bought at, at Amazon.com. You can buy it at BarnesandNoble.com. And you can buy it at LibertyHillPublishingPress.com. And uh, all right, and don't forget, and also just uh, to let you guys know that Dr. Larry himself has got a book available on Amazon uh, that talks about the, some of his early years and his early career. Uh, Dr. Larry, why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of that book? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a kind of a memoir. Um, it's called Inside the Early Years, and uh, it's on. Uh, Amazon, and in fact, you, if you want the digital copy, you can get it for nothing. <laughs> That's probably what it's worth. But uh, anyway, it's uh, supposedly uh, some people have found it pretty entertaining and interesting, and uh, it's nothing uh, serious though, like your books. My my seriousness yeah. comes out only in my columns, I'm afraid. And by the way, well, where can people? Yeah. On, my, on my on my website too. Um, yeah, well, why don't you tell everybody about your columns and website, where they can get a hold of that? Yeah. Um, well, we're um, my website is uh, drlarryonline.com, and uh, my uh, you can there's a way to uh, sign up for my uh, columns on uh, in the, on the website, but will soon be. Uh, syndicated on the uh, uh, Frontiers of Freedom uh, website, uh, along with Tom and some other people that we uh, all uh, like and and would like to hear what they have to say. Yeah. All right, now let's go back to, okay, no, here's the thing. I'm going to uh, go back here. Let me see if I can find this piece. But, you know, it it comes, I mean, it, like I say, there's some really, you know, here's an interesting aspect. This again came from today's piece. It goes back into, and, and we're going to follow up with the point you just made. Under the Foreign Emoluments Clause, no person holding an office of profit or trust under the United States shall, without consent of Congress, accept any presence famous office or title, any kind of whatever from a king, prince, or foreign state. Yeah, the emolument clause. Yeah, the emolument clause, which is a form of financial uh, payment or profit. And if Carson is correct, you know, dealing with this thing, and what you and I talked about yesterday, well, Biden may be guilty of violating this clause by receiving when he was vice president for a joint bank account with Hunter's funds from a foreign state-controlled entities, which was then used to pay a portion of his debt. Yeah, that and and that that certainly is 
is one um, charge that, that should be very uh, carefully uh, examined. Uh, there are others as well, um, and that is, uh, if you look at Peter Schweitzer's book about this, uh, he's, he goes into uh, deal after deal after deal uh, where um, Hunter uh, Biden was uh, taking the lead, or at least the visible lead, uh, in selling uh, the access to his father as vice president for uh, millions and millions of dollars. And there's one after another of those uh, those those deals that are pretty well documented. So if 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 we have a Congress that is of sufficient uh, concern about all of this, uh, all of the things that that uh, Mr. Trump was uh, accused of and didn't do, uh, Mr. Biden really has done, and uh, should be uh, should be actually called out for it, and and in my opinion, should be impeached and convicted. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, here's a thought. I mean, this reason I wanted to get George on the show. Maybe we'll try to get him on another time. Uh, uh, but I'm always kind of curious with this question because here's the thing: we've seen Joe Biden on video admitting, admitting to an audience that he got a prosecutor fired in the Ukraine, who happened who was investigating a corrupt company in which his son was making, probably going to end up making a million dollars that year. I'd make a million a month. Yeah. Well, the point to you was, I'm always kind of curious, could you impeach a person today who's on office holding a president than what he did as a vice president? Yeah, I I don't know the answer to that. Oh, you can't. He took he took the same the same oath as the president, as the vice president and the president. In fact, all all federal uh, employees take the same the same uh, oath as uh, as the president does, namely to protect the uh, the Constitution and to enforce it and and all the uh, the usual stuff. Um, so I mean that. I think that there, if 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 there is the political will to proceed with in this direction, there's plenty of uh, there are plenty of uh, cases and plenty of evidence that can be brought forth, and a lot of it has already been uh, published. Mm-hmm. But we, yeah. the thing is, we don't have so far. We've never had any uh anybody that has any uh political will to go against uh, this president we certainly had plenty of that for the last president but yeah. um we've just got to it's it's got it, it, if if we don't do it um i i don't see the president in these days has so much power and has so much uh leverage based uh on the uh, deep state that it's almost impossible to do anything uh, to limit his uh, damage to the United States, as as he's already proven so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
That, yeah, like I say, it's an interesting question I like because just that alone, plus we got everything else at this point. Because the real, I mean, I mean here's the thing, and I, I, you know, like I say, you mentioned it yesterday. We talked about it. Uh, you know, we just talked about you know Peter Schweitzer's uh, piece that he wrote for Gale Stone, Stone, uh, which is a a publication overseas that is very popular. And I mean, there's a lot of ground here. I mean, you make a good point. Everything we try to, you know, deal with Trump. Uh, you know, deal with Trump. He did. Yeah. I mean, the reality is what we thought Trump, you know, what we accused Trump of Joe Biden and his family actually did. So it's not like, and I always thought it's fascinating. If you go to the first impeachment, which was dealing with you know uh, his relations with Ukraine and supposedly you know del- the, the famous phone call. I mean, my point would be is we impeach the president over you know looking at an issue in which. A former vice president who's running for president, in fact, used influence to in, that benefited his family. What I mean, people don't remember is Joe Biden basically said, we're going to withhold a billion dollars worth of aid if you don't fire this guy who's investigating the company in which my son's making millions. He bragged about it. He bragged about it. And – and the person who wanted that to be looked into is the one who got impeached. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. But, go ahead. Well, it, take, it takes a political will. And, yeah. you know, I think perhaps um, the fact that we have, we, we've gone through this in the uh, attempts to um, to remove uh, President um, Trump, we, in a way, has sort of made the whole uh, yeah. the whole issue a little bit more, um, uh, you know, a little bit more easier to to think about. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was very hard for a lot of people even to think about. Uh, uh, impeaching and, and convicting a president. Of course, I guess you could say that uh, that uh, Clinton started it all. But but nevertheless, it it was uh, it was a, a sort of a hard thing to to think about. And I, I don't think that's the case anymore. Maybe it's going to work in our favor this time. Well, that's a good. I mean, that's the the point. I mean, the number one thing if it is. Is you can impeach for the White House, you can indict him uh, for the House of Representatives, but to actually remove him from office will maintain you literally have to get two out of every three U.S. senators. And essentially, how many Democrats are willing to impeach even Joe Biden under these circumstances? It's gonna. It would take, uh, I think, two thirds of the uh, yeah. Senate to be uh, the other party. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to say, where do you get that two-thirds? 
Uh, And even if the Knicks like, even if you go again, if we take three or four seats, you're still looking at, you know, 53, 54 Republicans, and not at all they would be guaranteed. uh, uh, You know, would a Mitt Romney be willing to say, let's impeach? Would a, you know, so you know you got the the squishies that would not even want to touch this issue. But, yeah, I agree. But you, you know, there's the you know, aspect of will. But you know, but that aspect of will though needs to be. But the reality is this: let's look at the you know the policy. You you kind of nailed them yesterday. You nailed them two years ago, and we look at the policy. Uh, we have done exactly policy wise that have benefited China. And still are. And still are. In fact, it's happening. It happened this week. Hey, go ahead. Follow that thought up. It's happening this week. Well, he he uh, he, he um, we had the uh, special uh, uh, program going on in the uh, intelligence community to uh, keep track of the uh, yeah. of the uh, Chinese and. Uh, I think it was called what the Chinese uh, Chinese invest. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. But anyway, he uh, stopped it. He just stopped it dead. Mm-hmm. So well, hold on, yeah, hold on, thoughts. We're going to come back here uh, with some more. We are going to move to the most recent numbers with inflation, which I think again exceeded expectation. So this is Tom Donaldson, Donaldson Piles here on the Bastion News Radio Network. You're listening to the show every day at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the BastionNews.airtime.pro. Since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, here are a few things you'll enjoy. Buzzer beaters, wings in 21 signature sauces and seasonings, and great deals on food and beer. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $4. $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms, and deals on select liquor and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Catch all of the late night action. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. And ladies and gentlemen, you can also uh, listen to this show every day at bastionnews.airtime.pro. And you can buy my book, America at the Abyss, Will America Survive, at Bash, at uh, barnesandnoble.com, at amazon.com, and libertyhillpublishingpress.com. All right. All right. The latest inflation numbers came out. And... Not good. Not good, yes. We are looking at 9.1% from June of last year to June this year. That's the biggest increase we have seen in over 40 years. Yeah. About 1981-82. And uh, here's the and let's you know look at some of these things here. Let me see if I can find it here, because there's also because we're literally looking at. Let me see here some of the increases that we're looking at: energy, food, 
substantial. Uh, all right, let me put it this way: your thoughts. Well, not much you can say about it. It's uh, everybody except uh, except the people in the White House knew about it. I mean, it's not exactly new news. It's the uh, details are yes, but uh, we we all knew that the inflation is uh, is a is a, a, a it's 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 really the worst monster you can inflict on on the uh, particularly on the uh, lesser um, uh, the people with lower incomes than uh, than we have now than 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 the uh, then the uh, the very rich it doesn't really hurt them that much. <clears throat> the uh, the middle class it it continues to decimate the middle class. We're we're at a point now in uh, in our uh, economic uh, population. If uh, looking at uh, the population that uh, looking at the United States from the point of view of economics. We're at the point where we're, we're almost in a feudal state now, and this is just going to make it worse. Well, here's some numbers here for everybody. Food, 10.4%. Chicken, 18.6%. Uh, eggs, 31, 33.1%. The incredible egg. Seafood, 11%. Bacon, Nearly 12%, rice 12%, milk 16%, food, uh, fuel oil 98%, gas 60%, public transportation 24%, you know, fresh fruits and veggies 8%. So I guess that means you're, you're, it's so, you know, you'll be doing pretty good if the, if, uh, if you uh, don't eat, don't drive a car. Don't have a house. Other than that, you you know it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's uh, and it's going to get worse if we don't do something about the energy situation. I, I I think I keep saying that because I think it's it's doable. You know there there are a lot of possible ways to go about fighting inflation, but the the fundamental most um, the foundation of the entire economy is fossil fuels, and and that is that is a uh, an industry that up until uh, two years ago was flourishing. Now, it it is not it's not going to simply uh, start up all again uh, the day that, the day that they start lifting the rules, but but it at least gives us a shot. And uh, and we really don't have any other any other industry or any other um, activity that that could that could make that big an impact that quickly. Because if you want to talk about uh, uh, agriculture or uh, manufacturing or uh, hospitality, I mean none of those they all depend on on fuel, and um, and that. That's why I keep talking about it. I'm not sure that uh, I'm certainly not alone, but there's certainly nobody in in the uh, 
White House that's listening to that uh, that particular strategy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can say this, but here's the other part of the occasion here. Let's, uh, and it goes back down, and it comes down to this: real average working, er, you know, average hourly earnings decreased three point six percent from this year to last, you know, from last year. Now, here's the, you know, you're gonna add this: when you have real average hourly earnings to change in. It's even higher, 4.4%. So, in effect, if you were making 50000 last year, you're making 44000 this year. Yeah, you turn some buying power. Yeah, turn buying power. So, you, know, so you basically, you, know, you look at the buying power, and that is, is that, yeah. You know, yeah, so, you're look at the increase since last since last month. Yeah. And last quarter. I mean, this is coming on very quickly. So Yeah, so you're basically I mean the thing is, you're seeing a significant drop in income. And a lot of these people are the middle class that are well, suffering. Middle class is considered middle, called middle because that's where most of the people are. Yeah. So I thought that was again. It. So I mean, here, which brings us down to the you know, point of the election, you know, coming up to the election because uh, it's July now, and even if there is a slight deviation or a downward trend of inflation going into the election. The problem you run into is going to be you know, it's going to be too late because people have already put it in their back of their minds one point three percent. That's that's a pretty high you know, if you take that out for a year, you're looking at double digits you know, double digits, you're looking at about fifteen percent. Yeah, if you compound that on a yearly basis. And when was the last time we had that? The late seventies. Yeah. Going into yeah. For the same yep. reason, because of lack of fuel. Lack of fuel, and the printing press is going high, and yeah. increased spending. No. Yeah. Uh, let me see what else would be. So, I guess, yeah. So, there'll be, right off the bat, I mean, this is not good news. If you are the White House, not just the inflation part that's bad. It is also uh, is the fact that you're losing income from people, and it's and you and there's no real evidence that you're going to, you know, anything is going to quickly turn around. Because let's face it, what's the economic plan? You know, tax the most productive sector of your economy. Or shut down the most productive economy, or interfere with the most productive sector of your economy, is a good way to increase inflation. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and then what do you? How do you fight inflation? You have to fight it with uh, try to tighten the money supply, and who's that hurt? 
You know, that hurts the people yeah. that, that are out there having to having to buy their uh, groceries every every day or every week. Mm-hmm. They they just um, it it just it just adds to the entire problem that that you can't get around until you finally work 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 out the uh, the excess um, the excess of money that's that's gone into creating this situation, and that and that is going to be at the expense of all these people. Right. And let's 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 hope that they. But you know, there's a lot of things can happen between now and and the uh, and November too. You, you can't expect that um, the Bidens are going to just sit still and do nothing. Well, that's what they've done so far. But I mean, they could, in fact, come out with some uh, another approach that is that is uh, pure, uh, curative rather than uh, destructive. You know, this yeah. new, new idea they've got of spending more federal money and raising taxes is exactly the wrong thing to do. Yeah, but they, who knows? I mean, you know, they may have a look. Look at what happened to uh, to uh, our uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Clinton. I mean, you know, he yeah. he completely changed his whole his whole program there, and uh, he almost uh, you know, did a 180 and uh, got reelected. Hmm. But yeah, that's. But here's the interesting thing. Okay, that's a good point. But here's the question I'm going to throw back because at that time, he did have people who believed in a strong dollar and economic growth. You had moderate Democrats out there. You know, people like Robert Rubin and even Larry Summers, for the most part, were more moderate Democrats. They certainly were not the hardcore radicals. And certainly after the 1994 midterm election, you know, as they say in the business, it appeared the grown-ups took over. Well, I know, yeah. but no, nobody would have predicted that a year before. No. So, but the question is going to be is who comes out of this administration and takes the lead on that? Because I don't see Janet Ellen. I mean, she hasn't demonstrated that at all. And well, Ron Klein has certainly not demonstrated that he is. And, and the other aspect is you had a pollster by the name of Dick Morris that Bill Clinton used. Yeah. And Dick Morris was very good at figuring out what people on the ground thought. You know, his polling expertise was he could figure out you know, what the ground roots were saying. And my question would be is who's in the administration today? That's a Dick Morris clone. Well, who knows? I mean, yeah. Dick Morris was not part of the Clinton administration either until they went out and got him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm not suggesting strongly that I think that's what's going to happen, but I do think yeah. it's very. Uh, we we better be darn alert that we do yeah. find that we don't, you know, get too uh, cocky and and then lose the whole thing because. If we lose this one, I don't think we're going to get another chance. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the the other aspect of the play, and this came from, and uh, we're going to take, you know, we're going to talk this after the next break, 
But I love this. This is what Bank of America analysis say. This is the headline. This is their talk. Severe recession needed to cool inflation. We'll follow that up here at the Bachelor News Radio Network, Donaldson, the Donaldson Files, as we continue our discussion. Since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, since Buffalo Wild Wings is always open late, here are a few things you'll enjoy. Buzzer beaters, wings in 21 signature sauces and seasonings, and great deals on food and beer. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $4. $4 shareables like street tacos, fried pickles, chili queso dip, mozzarella sticks, and roasted garlic mushrooms, and deals on select liquor and house cocktails. Phew, that's a mouthful. Catch all of the late night action. Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. Void where prohibited. And ladies and gentlemen, again, listen to this show every day on the Bachelor News on Airtime.pro at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bachelor News on Airtime.pro, Bachelor News on Airtime.pro. And you can buy my book, America at the Abyss, where America survived. You can buy that book at the following places, uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and LibertyHillPublishingPress.com, which is associated with Salem Media. And let's go back to, okay, but I think, you know, if I am sitting in the White House and and somebody says, now we're listening, you know, and they're basically saying to cure this modern-day inflation, we need a severe recession. Now, I uh, I guess the question would be is, you know, is Bank of America essentially saying, you know, the, as they say in the the business, the Buffalo chips are about to hit the fan? Well, go ahead. Yeah, there's been a, there there has been a a trend uh, of of a couple of um, big banks that have released. much more optimistic uh, predictions yeah. of what's going to happen in the next two quarters uh, and by saying that they think that that the money that was um, given to uh, the public, uh, the, the $5 trillion that was given to the public, uh, because either it was, it has not been, a lot of it has not even been spent. But beyond that, the, the part that the people that the money that was spent has been spent and it's not going to be replaced. Now that's assuming that, that the Democrats don't go out and start another big giveaway program. But if they don't, their, their idea is that the, uh, mon- that the monetary p- policy and the increased uh, interest rates will in fact uh, bleed out the extra uh, the extra cash that's uh, that's floating around and that's really basically the, the you, you can't have an inflation if nobody buys anything so yeah. uh, the if the fact that we got the inflation means people do have money to spend and they're spending it now if if the money dries up and there isn't any uh, the markets begin to fall fall then the inflation also begins to fall. And if that happens, 
then uh, the, the, the so-called recession uh, begins to uh, get easier, and and in fact, uh, if it goes far far enough, fast enough, it can it can actually start improving um, the uh, buying power of the public uh, even before November. Now they're not they don't talk in terms of the November election because of course they're supposed to be non non political, but that's clearly what what uh, what they're hoping is is going to happen. Well, here's the problem. You're, yeah, here's the problem you run into because first of all, number one, you can't turn an economy on the dime. It's just a, and two, once you start taking money out of the system, or you start raising the interest rates, the economy slows down. And once the economy slows down then businesses are going to basically lay people off, and you'll have a recession. Right. I mean, technically speaking, we've already had one, you know, the last quarter, the last two quarters of growth, I think, are like negative 1% or zero. So the uh, and so basically they're between the rock. There's a You can say they're between the rock and the hard place. If I push it too hard, you get the recession. If I don't push it hard enough, the inflation continues. And it's going to take even longer and worse to drain it out if you keep it persistent. And you say in order to take the position these guys are trying to take, you yeah. have to you have to believe that uh what's the uh Fed chairman's name again? Uh How? Oh, you got to believe that he and his cohorts, who have, who were so late in in catching on to the idea that we had inflation, uh, that they're going to be smart enough to uh, to walk that tight wire that you just described. Yeah, that, that, that's that's taking a real act of faith, in my opinion. Well, not only that, but here's the other problem you run into: is that is, if you don't have a growth-oriented policy to grow the economy. And to slosh up that extra money, uh, you know, if you don't have that in place as well while you're doing this, then you got, you know, you know, then, you know, and you're doing the complete opposite, namely spending more money, taxing more of the productive side of the equation. You know, this gets worse. You know, you I mean, it's like this fine line, but the fine line has to include a growth oriented policy to go along with this squeeze that is starting to happen if you want to avoid the worst side of the equation. Yeah, if you if you can conceive of the people in the White House having a growth-oriented policy, it's, yeah, well, it's that's, almost a contradiction in terms. Absolutely. It's not just a contradiction in terms. It is, in fact, the reality of this administration. Uh that we have to, you know, that we're not going to go in that direction. So, and here's the thing. Just speaking of that, uh, on the news today, here's the thing. Biden official explains to, to CNBC why it's important to keep spending even more money. <laughs> Yeah. 
Now, I'm beginning to think that these people slept through some basic economic courses. I think that they um, either that or they just they they don't, they don't have a good sense of reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I love this line. This is a line I heard it today, and it and it kind of goes in, into it. And you and I have talked about this. At this point, when we look at the Biden National Economic Director Brian Deese just said on CNBC, one has to think either a they're purposely trying to tank the country because nobody could be this stupid as the administration has proven themselves to be. And I had a friend of mine say the same thing. You know, another friend of mine say the same thing. He said, "That's not far from what Jeff Goosey said." No, uh, Jeff, uh, wait a minute. The, uh, who's the head of the guy that bought the Washington Post? Buzo. Buzo. Pretty close to what he said. He said either they're either doing this as a as a matter of, uh, uh, in, in other words, they're either they they, uh, they they either are stupid or they're crooked or they're lying. That's basically what he said. Yeah. And um, and he's a guy that was very much for uh, the whole Democrat. Well, he helped fund the bus. He's one of those big funders that helped uh, put Joe Biden in the office. That's right. Which leaves me kind of a wonder thing. Did these people truly, you know, when, I mean, I have to believe that these people knew exactly uh, Joe Biden's uh, shortcoming. Oh, I don't think they did. I don't think they even basically knew who he was or else they wouldn't have done what they did so they would have i think the reason that that they chose biden was because the chinese told them to (laughs) well i'm not going to discount that anymore i mean i mean what used to be wild conspiracy theories the old saying now gone uh conspiracy theories proved to be true six months later i know it's it's terrible uh, (laughs) and you basically said this two years ago so uh, it makes you kind of wonder, absolutely, how bad this are. Right, we got about five minutes left here, and let me, you know, this is another article I came up with, and I wanted to kind of share with the audience and get kind of your impressions of it because it, you know, this came from Europe. Basically, the, the title there, Popular Unright uprising against the elites have gone global and it begins with uh you know, he starts talking about okay last you know went you know last November, february we had the canadian trucker convoy you know pitch the working class truck drivers against the la- what he called the laptop class demanding even more restrictive covid19 you saw it in the victory of glenn youngton who ran on a parent's right education and went on to win both the suburbs and the rural areas you're seeing growing support for the Hispanics. You saw literally 30,000 Dutch farmers rising in the protest against the government in the wake of new nitrogen limits that would basically require farmers to radically curb their emissions of nitrogen by 70% in the next eight years and also reduce the number of their livestock. In other words, go bankrupt. 
Yeah. And and it makes you kind of wonder. They you really know, weren't in favor of that, were they? No. And I guess the question comes in play: Is there that point where the you know the middle class, the working class, says, you know what, we've had enough? You saw in Canada, you're seeing it in the Netherlands, and Sri Lanka. I mean, they've went the whole you know you know you want to talk about what an insurrection looks like. Sri Lanka basically, they not only ran and took over the capital. And the place where, you know, their capital of that country. But they torched the prime minister's house. Needless to say, he left town. <laughs> and that is what you call, and again, it's, and it, and it, it's interesting because it came down to is that Sri Lanka decided we're going to go green. We're going to have organic farming. We're going to do all of these things. And the first thing that happened was the farming collapsed. The economy collapsed. They follow the advice of all of the greenies, and the economy collapse. Well, my reaction to that is, unless something like that happens, at least at the voting booth, maybe not in a big demonstration, but if yeah. that American middle class does not revolt against this regime that we now have in in Washington, uh, starting in November this year, then uh, I think we're all lost. Mm-hmm. I think it's the only choice. It's the only, the only hope we really have that's that's realistic. Yeah. Well, what it comes down to, and this is the point I say to people, is that it's not just about 2022, but you have to use 2022 as a jumping point to win 2024. Because if you don't win 2024, it doesn't matter what happens in 2022. You know, because you have to be able to control all three levers of government to begin the process. If you lose the presidency, it doesn't matter. I mean, and if you lose one or two of the House one more time and put in another, you know, a Kamala Harris or a Galvin Newsom, you're absolutely correct. You know, America will be totally at the abyss. And I'll be writing my sequel. I'll be writing my sequel, namely, we didn't survive. What happened, yeah. Yeah, what happened, so. But, uh. Yeah, no, so we I get. Think, I think you're actually right. You're, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, you've been saying this for two years, yeah. and you you've been consistent, and you. I think they're finally starting to listen. Yeah. Well, they're they're stealing the title of your article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <they're, laughs> and we're sharing it. Yeah. And tell real briefly how people can get a look at that column among other columns real quick. Uh, the fastest way probably would be to go to my website and look under uh, the, uh, pup- uh, the who's the puppet master. Okay. All right. I'm going to just leave it right there. This is Tom Donaldson, Donaldson Files in the Bastion News Radio Network. We're going to say good night. And thank you to Dr. Larry here in the Bastion News Radio Network and the Donaldson Files.